another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. <laughs> and it is a good morning. It is always a good morning when I get to spend some time with some lovely people here in the podcast studio. And we're talking today not only to Jenny Baxter, who's sitting in France, okay, from sapeople.com, but also Nick Dreyer from Feltskun, one of our favorite people who comes to join us and keeps us well shod. Welcome to you, sir. Thank you so much. Greetings from Cape Town. I always love this conversation because we're always in such different places. But uh, uh, hello from Cape Town. Yeah, the marvels of modern technology. Yeah, and hello from France. Hey, Jen. <laughs> hello from France. Hello, Cape Town. Hello, Joburg. <laughs> hello, the rest of the world, because, of course, we can be everywhere all at once. It's just fantastic. I love this whole thing. So, Nick, since we last spoke to you, it has been quite a while. What have you been up to? We've been up to quite a bit. You know, we've, remember we spoke about that plucky campaign that we did with the NSRI. We've been rolling those, those pink buoys out. Um, and that's been so successful. We've been loving that because it, it makes such a difference. And I've been doing a little tour of the country, country's beaches and rivers and seeing them. And uh, that's been so lovely to see the actual impact that it's had. And since we spoke, you know, lives have been saved. So it's I'm, I'm just a huge thank you to you for letting me talk about it previously. And also gratitude to all of those folks that have bought those pluckies and, and uh, had a meaningful contribution. It's been keeping us super busy. But, uh, yeah, on the Fult- in the Faltskin world, we have, you know, we have this um, – as you guys know, we've always been very strong on collaboration, mm. but I've always taken a slightly different view of it because it's so easy to collaborate for the sake of celebrity and just trying to sell stuff, which it's easy for brands to fall into that. And Okay, if you choose to do that, that's cool, but it's not really the path that we've decided to take. Uh, we've decided that whenever we partner or we collaborate, we, we, we really feel that we want to be able to do some good and the way you could do that is by sharing audiences. And so about a year and a half ago, the most amazing young woman walked into our offices, a girl called Brianna Evigan. And those of you that are, are, are dance fans, his ears would have picked up. She's the movie star from the film Step Up. Yeah. And she's such a cool person, literally one of the coolest people I know. And would you believe it? She's in South Africa and in Africa, and she's as part of her Move Me campaign just – doing unbelievable good, um, helping to look after animals, looking mm. after communities, literacy, water, safety, all these sorts of things under the banner Move Me and also their Abundant Village project, which they've got for their partner, Stuart Newsom. And she came to me and she goes, when you wake up in the morning and you look at your cupboard, if you want to go for a run, you get a pair of running shoes. If you need to go to a party, you grab a pair of high heels and if you want to go to a meeting and get some nice smart meeting shoes, she goes, I want to design and make a shoe that you take on the day that you feel like changing the world. Wow. Okay. That wow. is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that's amazing. Isn't that a cool thing to want to do? What are you making um, then? Yeah. What does she what does she want? What I mean is I mean, obviously it's it's Feltskun, but how are you going to make yeah. a Feltskun that changes the world? Yeah, exactly. So she's a huge boot fan. She's a boot geek. In fact, she like keeps the, she, she wears these sort of army style boots almost. And, and they're so cool. And she wanted us to make a boot designed by her, which she did. We obviously put her in touch with our design team and our folks that manufacture it out at Hopewell. And, um, 
they came up with this design of this quite rugged outdoor boot, the sort of boot you could see mm. you could save the world in. It had to be unisex, um, so it looks fabulous on girls, and, and uh, I'm getting my pair next week, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unisex. I, I love, I'm a boot <laughs> geek as well. I've always worn them. I've had cats and docks and you name it, and now if you're making felskin ones, I need a pair. Uh, you're <laughs> definitely going to get one. And, what makes and can you get so- them overseas? <laughs> Of course you can. We're going to be selling these globally because very importantly, 50% of the net profits from this project is going to be shared with uplifting communities and protecting animals. So again, it's collaborating for purpose as opposed to hubris. And what we're trying to do is make sure that the sale of these shoes have a positive impact on communities in Southern Africa. Mm. What I love about this, and this is her, she's so smart. She, she wanted to leave a positive footprint wherever you go. So she designed the sole of the shoe. And the first pair that we've got, which is the black pair, underneath the shoe, it says love. And then the other shoe says trust. I'm just looking at a picture of it at the and, moment. Oh, They're absolutely beautiful. stunning. Stunning. And, she's love bringing, and we're bringing out different versions, right? So we're bringing out a, a, a brown pair and a different colors, and they'll all have different words on them. And I, and I love this idea, right? And I said to her, you know, where did your thinking come across for this idea? And she just said, it's about spreading a little bit of positivity in an unexpected way. And she said, could you imagine a poacher – in a in a in a reserve somewhere, and like unwittingly looking down and seeing a footprint that said trust mm. or love, and do we know that maybe that moment could have affected the way that that person thinks about how they affect their their environment? And I think that's such a such a beautiful way of thinking about it. So yeah, we're excited. Where is she from, and why has she decided to do all of this in Africa? You know, so she's she's an LA girl. She's a she's a Los Angeles native, and um, she has spent time all over the world. She's an avid traveler and a and a tremendous lover of of animals and cons- conservation. And her career took her to many places. She's been think- she's been doing docu series all over the place, and like all of us, fell in love with Africa. Okay, and and I mean, what is what is the, you mentioned the abundant village? What is, what is that all about? The Abundant Village is a collective of projects which falls underneath the Move Me project. And it, it does enormous good in many, many places. And uh, the you, it's all, there's a lot of detail on our site. You can go and have a look at it. And you can look at how else to get involved. But there's there's lots to pick from there. And uh, the, the Abundant Village is a pilot village that's created and run in Bushback Ridge in Pumalanga. And, uh, and, and, and it just talks to renewable energy and sustainability. Oh, okay. No, that's, I mean, it's just lovely, isn't it, Jen? Oh. No, I love it. But, but I don't know if this has already been invented, but because you're talking about putting things on the soles of the feet, uh, of the shoes, um, is there any way you could put, like, love hearts? So imagine for people who can't read, but they can just see footprints that have the heart shape. Absolutely. That's a great idea, and I'll definitely mention it to them. You know, you want to be able to communicate in languages other than just English. And so, um, yeah. yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible. And, um, and great idea, Jenny. We'll keep that one in the, in the back. Mm. I mean, even having like Hamba and Gatle. So you, you walk gently, <laughs> Hamba Gatle, yes. on each foot as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like having all of these amazing ideas now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been so excited because, you know, I used to 
to listen to you guys talk about buckies and everything. And now it's becoming the thing. When South Africans come and visit us South Africans abroad, you know, they used to bring us biltong and um, uh, what are those sticks called? I've forgotten now. Um, Drawers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and now they can't do that. So, so a friend who came a couple of weeks ago brought us all a pair of pluckies. That's, that's like now the quintessential South African thing. Isn't that fantastic? So and we're loving it. Of course, it's summer here, so it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's about connectivity, right? And South Africans, South Africans that are in a good mood and that want to celebrate South Africa always need something. And um, that's how yeah. we try to position ourselves is a little bit of home, but but more so connecting people that love South Africa, whether they're from here or not. And, and uh, so I'm very pleased to hear that. Thank you. And Nick, I just want to know from you, what, what's happening with the South Africanness, the podcast, the, the, the interviews you were doing? Is that still on the go? Yeah. Are, are we going to be working with Absol- you? Are you going to send us links? Absolutely. And uh, get ready because we're, we're looking at season two, effectively, the season the first batch of podcasts that we did, we were speaking to sort of maybe not famous South Africans, but definitely high impact South Africans from uh, that were living abroad. And we're going to be broadening that a little bit because we we, we want to start talking to some people at home as well. So we, we, we've got a, a, a roster of incredibly interesting people that you may or may not have heard of, a lot of them not maybe, Um just to share what their version of South Africanness is and uh, to keep diving into the subject matter, which is what makes us us. And, you know, talks to this thing about taking pluckies to the other side of the planet, so, you know, and, and saying, yeah, this is a little bit of home. Where where season two will be will be uh, coming out within the next few months. We're, we're looking to have it up and running for the summer. Um, and we'll definitely be talking to you guys some more about it and uh, possibly even uh, – host you the, I think the two of you would be lovely to have and um, it'll be nice to be on the other side on the other side asking you a bunch of questions <laughs> yeah that might be a very long conversation <laughs> of the two of us <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that you've also got something very hush hush coming up which we would like to speak to you about in the future so please just stay in touch yeah. so you can let us know what you're doing we'd love to hear about that thank you so much as always it's, it's so lovely spending time with you guys yeah, we've got a very we've got a, we've got a, a story of national interest coming up, and I uh, and uh, I really look forward to sharing it with you. It's, uh, I don't mean to be mysterious. It's only because there's uh, there's a lot of moving parts. So I look forward to be being back on the show and uh, telling your your listeners all about it. And, and as always, thank you so much for your for your time and audience. I appreciate it. Only a pleasure. I mean, you're doing so many amazing things for the country. And I mean, we all love fellies because, of course, we're proudly South African. Yeah? <laughs> we'll catch up with you again really soon. For over 30 years, we've been uncovering high-level corruption, holding crooks accountable, and meeting a few inspiring and intriguing characters along the way. Now, join us as we take a step in a new direction with Carte Blanche, the podcast. Unique stories, unique perspectives, with new episodes uploaded throughout the week, available anytime, anywhere. That's Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts. So really great stuff there for South Africans. And uh, I mean, it, it is lovely, hey, Jenny, when we have people who are just so enthusiastic about actually doing good. And I know that you've got lots of stuff coming up in all your news today about people who are doing stuff which is really good as well. So what is your main story this week on SA People? Well, 
I think since it was National Women's Day in South Africa yesterday, that uh, we should start with Ashley Buhai. Is that how you pronounce her surname? She's um, the professional so, golfer. Yeah. And she just won the, the Women's British Open, which is huge. It's major. She won the major. And she's, she's the first South African woman. I think they call it now the AIG Women's Open. She is the first South African to win a major since 1988. And the first to win this particular one in Muirfield in um, in Scotland since uh, 1979. So it's pretty good. And she's in brilliant company with Gary Player and Ernie Alf. They're the only other two who've won that major. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both they both treated her wonderful messages of support, telling her, you know, what a legend she is for doing this. And, you know, she went and saw a psychologist, early, a sports psychologist earlier this year and said in February she never would have thought she could ever win. But the sports psychologist has kind of helped her focus on stay in the moment, stay with what you can, the outcome that you can have some power over. So I think that's quite useful for all of us, mm. just Stay right here, Mel. Stay with me. Um, <laughs> I'll stick with so, you anytime. Okay. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> thank you. Um, so that was really great. And then also uh, talking women, um, Miss Universe jetted in two days ago for the Miss South Africa contest. The, they're the 10 finalists. It's all happening mm-hmm. on Saturday night. And I think Advocate Madame Seller is one of the judges. It looks like it's going to be a, a pretty big night in, in South Africa. And we're celebrating women. And then sort of skidding off to the men, um, the spring bucks did it again. They... Yay, go Boca! <laughs> oh, blood is green. That was a really, really great game. Oh. I enjoyed it. But what was it? Fatum Fluffy. So... I mean, Fuffy. <laughs> what, what was he thinking? Goes and like, gets himself knocked out in the first minute of the game. I mean, come on, really. And still winning when there were man down as well when we got a red card. But still, I mean, just absolutely, wow, what a cool game, man. I was like really kind of like, wow. <laughs> did you see, did you see, I, I People are saying that more matches should be played in that stadium because it's just got, you know, the atmosphere. Mm. And um, I don't know if you saw Sio Colisi was saying, you know, the crowd, he just doesn't know how South Africans do it, that, you know, even when they're going through tough times, they still turn up and they scream and shout for their team. The team is the unifier. And he said, you know, running onto that field and hearing them and then the anthem, he said, just sit off they you know they couldn't lose after after the, you know the whole stadium was singing singing the words to the anthem so that was quite a, a popular video this week was yeah. everybody re-watching that feel good you know and then of course yeah. we say goodbye to the commonwealth but um but south africa did well 27 medals and good news for daryl impey you know he won silver in the cycling he missed out on your favorite mm. sport the um tour de France. To France. Yeah, because yeah, he had COVID at the time. And so now after winning silver, his his uh, sponsor has just signed a contract with him, which oh, awesome. is really exciting. Yeah, they, they, just today, this morning they announced it. So it means that he'll be able to do the Tour de France next year. Fabulous. Well done to so him. He's really excited yes, about that. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Yeah. So what news have you got for expats around the world? 
Well, it seems that South Africa has been pretty useful in England and in Europe, you know, where, where we're all suffering droughts. You know, here in, in, in the part of France that I live in, we've actually been told we're not allowed to drink from the taps anymore. We have to actually buy water. So there's a, a journalist who lives in Cape Town who sent over an amazing article um, to the Sun newspaper in England mm-hmm. this week. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And it's got all the tips from Cape Town on, on how to cope when you're facing a drought. Um, some really, really good tips, you know, like the not flushing the loo and, mm. well, eventually flush it, please. But, uh, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, as they say, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> exactly. So he's got all those kind of things. And then, you know, they're also talking about power cuts hitting England and possibly Europe from as early as January, because of the shortage of, of gas coming over because of the Russia-Ukraine situation. Mm. So, well, because of Russia. And so there'll be some more tips that maybe South Africans can be sending to the rest of us over here in, in Europe and England on, on how to cope with load shedding, which hopefully won't happen, but could. <laughs> how to cope with everything that you yeah. don't have. Don't yes. have. <laughs> yeah, well, now, as you said, we, we had Women's Day yesterday, and I know a lot of people are sitting there and getting really angry and saying, well, you know, what's the point of you, all of you saying, you know, oh, good, especially here in South Africa, where we have such an appallingly bad kind of um, gender-based violence um, situation, and a lot of women getting quite hectic. But I, as I explained to somebody else, it's, it's not about actually just kind of thinking about the woman in your life, which you should be doing every single day. It was about the people back in the 50s and the 60s, the women who actually set us on a path for women having the same rights as men. And that's the kind of stuff that we need to be thinking about and thinking about those pioneers. So for me, that's what it was pretty much all about. But anyway, we've got Heritage Day coming up next month, so we don't have any public holidays, which completely confuse everybody. We don't know what day it is when we've had a public holiday. Why don't they just make all public holidays on a Monday? It just makes life so much easier. (laughs) Well, that's what they do here. That's what they do here. Oh, really? I mean, that's what they do in England. In England, it's always always made to be a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, in France, they don't. And, and in France, what they do is they'll have, a, they'll have a holiday on a Thursday, and then the Friday is called the Pont, which is the bridge, and everybody just takes Friday off. But unofficially, everyone says, oh, no, but it's the Pont, well, it's so the same of course we're not going to yeah. work on Friday, um, which is what you guys should do. Yeah, not work on a Monday. So, so I just want to let people in England know that on September 24, there's going to be a Big Heritage Day get together in Wimbledon. Go to Ubuntu UK mm-hmm. to their Facebook page and get all the details. I want to have a stall and there's going to be music, SA food, oh, etc. And and then another fabulous female thing is that the Global Surgery Foundation has uh, announced that uh, Miss South Africa 2020 is their new ambassador. Oh, okay. So that'll be amazing for her. Shudu, Shudu Misida. She'll be helping make sure that people in Africa are are getting all the, all the, like, getting surgical help. You know, there's just not enough. um, There are many women who don't get access uh, and children who don't get access to surgery that they should be having 
And that's one mm. of their main priorities. It's also making sure that people's mental health is good enough before surgery so that they can recover after surgery. Mm. Okay. Cool. Okay. So news so, from so expats. I mean, job ahead of her. Oh, that is a big job. Talking about other inspirational women, of course, um, a couple of days ago, Olivia, Olivia Neutron Bomb, as I always like to call her, who was uh, my birthday <laughs> mate, actually. And I mean, I'd, uh, because I knew she was the first person I knew who shared a birthday with me. And I was like completely mad about her. I mean, she was pretty much on the soundtrack to our teenage years, I think, hey, Jen. Um, and I mean, sadly passing away. Um, after like a long fight with breast cancer, which is terrible. Um, so apart, apart from that, I know we're going to talk about her in a moment. Then I also saw that yeah. yesterday, Izzy Miyaki and Le Monde Dozier. Yes. Now you might not know Le Monde Dozier. Um, a lot of people, I've, I saw the, one of the very first albums I ever bought was his peddling music on the side, which I still have on vinyl. So, I mean, he was also part of my kind of, you know, life <laughs> life soundtrack um it's it's terrible i think from which we, country where was he from american and then of course izzy miyaki the great oh. designer but i just remember that live in newton john with um uh, south yes. africa banning the the music video um for a while <laughs> let's, let's get, get physical. physical physical yes isn't it crazy um, but except south we were working africa at the, and we were, yep and we, we, I was working at the SABC at the time, and of course we were working in VT, so we just made like copies of all of the videos that were coming in. So I remember that video really, really well. We just had hours and hours and hours of music videos, <laughs> which was great to have. All right, so anyway, so the shame. Um, Olivia Newton-John sadly missed, I think, by loads of people. Yeah, and experts in Australia have, have been, you know, sending through videos of tributes that they're doing um, over there in Australia. I think it's... You know, she's going to have a state funeral mm. and in Victoria where she spent most of her life, most of her growing up life from the age of five. And, and I think tonight Sydney Opera House is going to be lit up in pink for her. Oh, good. Okay. So look out for that. <sighs> Sadness. I mean, as you guys hear about Lewis Hamilton, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media where people are going, where is he tracing his roots? Why is he in South Africa? What is he doing down in the South of Africa? His forebears all came from West Africa. <laughs> so there, there's been a whole bunch. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, as you know, don't like Lewis Hamilton. Mel, I just don't understand. I know, but I don't understand it and I won't stand for it. He... Um, he is a great guy who has done so much. I think he's done more charitable work than any other sports person or given more money away. I mean, he he really is. I, I don't understand the hatred. And it's almost like a witch hunt on him. He's going through Africa. He's yeah, it's because he's a bit of an idiot sometimes, Jenny. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you met him face to face, he wouldn't. It's the media that say he's an idiot. I I don't believe he is from people who've met him who say he's just amazing. But I don't know. I don't know because I haven't met him. But anyway, he started in Namibia and he praised it. He just said it's the most beautiful place he's ever seen with his own eyes. Um, he said he felt so at peace, so grounded. And he's spending the whole time just going through Africa. Just he's, he's not going to a specific country. He's just trying to get to know the continent that some of his ancestors mm. came from. And um, and it's just been okay. beautiful seeing the people who have said, welcome, welcome and, and enjoy and please come to our country. So, 
<laughs> that's my Lewis Hamilton bit. Cool. Okay. Uh, um, and and all right, other all right. exciting. If you like him, you like him, I guess. Yeah. Some other. Well, I don't know him to like or dislike. Um, some other exciting news for Africa in general is that an African Super League is due to be announced today by Patrick Mutsedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some people just in South Africa. I think nobody else in Africa has complained, but in South Africa, they have said. You know, the Super League could change things um, because now there will be $100 million in prize money up for grabs across the continent. But, you know, sometimes when there's too much money, it can change things. But mm. on the whole, it could be exciting and it could raise the profile of African football. And especially as Bafana Bafana just doesn't win anything. <laughs> so we're not going to be keeping them any money in South Africa, which is, but I mean, is that just for the clubs themselves and, and for the players? It would be nice if it was going out to the country as well. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how that turns out. But local yeah, good news. Um, okay. So you, um, who, who's Anthony Blinken? I don't, you know, I don't follow politics and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of a lot at but sea. There's been hardly any news. There's been hardly any news. I think you're the only, you're, you're not the only one. He's the U.S. Secretary of State, and he's on a mission, um, you know, to get trade relations improved, et cetera, between the United States and certain countries in Africa, including South Africa. But he's also, I think, um, uh, on the, not on the quiet, but, but I think one of his main missions is also to get more African countries on side against Russia's invasion of Ukraine because of the repercussions that it's it's causing globally, you know, with fuel mm. and food and everything. Um, so he met with Cyril Ramaphosa. But even even more exciting was he actually highlighted places like Victoria Yards, you know, places that many South Africans don't even know exist in Johannesburg. He went there. He There's a gorgeous photo that we um, posted for our subscribers. So anybody who subscribes to our Facebook page and it's just him and this mm-hmm. guy Chepo who is a jeans designer just killing themselves laughing you know just a a brilliant moment a very human moment of this sort of oh, dignitary okay. just really having fun with local people in South Africa and then he also met um, the sister of Hector Peterson, yeah, who was sort of the poster tragedy of the Soweto riots, and they went to um, Hector's museum and the memorial and um, laid a wreath together. And okay, everything. fantastic. All right. What else have you got in the local good news that that we that I will know about? Well, today is World Lion Day. Okay. <laughs> today is World. Lion Day, and so there's a big push from blood lions with some cuddly little lion cubs just showing what is really happening every time locals who still do it and overseas tourists go and pet lions, and that you're just feeding this this you know, captive lion industry that is still going on. It has not been stopped yet. So you know, please today think of it. Tell everybody to not. Pet Cubs, you're just you're just making the problem worse. There's currently almost ten thousand lions that are still being held in captivity in 350 facilities in South Africa, and 
we've got the article on SA People today. There's also red flags on how to know when you're at a place. Because, you know, there are some places that have actually rescued animals. But we've got the red flags from bloodlines on how to know when you're at a place that's not kosher and um, where you shouldn't give your money. There we go. And then, of course, I mean, you know, so we, we always talk about marvelous people doing marvelous things, and the Gift of the Givers are one of those organizations that do not stop with the good deeds that they do. And I want him to be president. Yeah, doesn't, don't we all? And then Tuli is the vice um, deputy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they, they are celebrating 30 years. So 30 years ago, on the 6th of August, Dr. Suleiman was was told by this man in Turkey, the spiritual guide, that he had to had to start this organization and that everything that he does is done through him, not by him. So you can never get arrogant or vain or whatever. Mm. Um, and they have just helped humanity so much. I think 3 billion rand, 42 countries. It's not just South Africa. And this whole month on their social media channels, you can see some of the people and places they've helped. Cool. Yeah. Go and, and, and when, I mean, I've actually, what you can do now is that here in South Africa, we obviously have a my, what they call a My School card. So obviously, if you have kids at school, you get a My School card and the money that you spend at certain places then gets given to the school. But when your kids leave school, you can then change it over and Gift of the Givers is now one of the charities and it, which is being you can put towards money towards that every time you shop, which is also a great idea. And and thanks to the people that do the my school sort of my my village That's thing. That's amazing. All right. So what have we got in the way of entertainment? I mean, I've been sitting and watching Sandman, which is just like <laughs> what is wow. That? I've never watched. I've never seen the graphic novels. I've, I I didn't even know about it, but I'd seen everybody raving about it. Really, yeah. kind of quite dark, but lovely. Oh. In, in in but this. I mean, I can just now I want to go and get the graphic novels so if you do have netflix then definitely give it a watch it's worthwhile everybody's talking about it over here um, okay. uh, so that's one thing i'm watching yeah what else is worthwhile watching that's come across your table especially for people who are overseas and want to watch something south african yeah for for them there is the wife behind the veil and i would really say it's worthwhile because the third season is coming up in november and if you have already got into it it's been huge in south africa it's broken records it's up for 10 safters i think we've mentioned before and now there's this eight episode behind the scenes basically and it's catching up on everything that's happened and and Mm -hmm. exploring the relationships and the zulu people and it's really interesting and and fun and and scandalous and then there's also you can binge heisgenoot Vare Levens Dramas, season eight already. Um, so, you know, for people who miss the magazine, you can watch this on Showmax International. Okay. See it in pictures instead, yeah. Is it, that's the Afrikaans version of the U magazine, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I think, but the, the only magazines that are still yes. actually still going in South Africa, because of course all the, most of the magazines closed down, which was really sad. Oh, I just remember the days when you used to get Darling magazine. Yeah, and they haven't reopened. No, no, no they haven't reopened. Yeah, a Filady, Cosmopolitan. I don't think those are it. Um, no, you don't, you don't. No, no, SA Garden and Home is still, but it's been taken, it's no longer with Caxton Press. It's now with, um, 
another uh, printer and publisher down in Cape Town. So, I mean, a lot of the magazines have been kind of, you know, the ones that were still worthwhile. But all the Caxton magazines, with the exception, I think, of Heisgenot and You, um, went the way of all the other magazines. Anyhow, that's one of those things. Remember those days when you used to get Scope magazine? Remember Scope? Scope yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Now you can um, now you can listen to podcasts. Instead. That's also true. Catch up on what's happening, like so, you are with us. Yeah. So like like us, and then and then coming up this week, we've got um, this amazing woman. She's twenty nine. She's from Limpopo, and she has a wine. Uh, she makes her own wine, Siwela, and um, she did a fantastic tweet that we've now done a subsequently done an interview with her where she posted a picture of her mum sipping her wine and the wine is named after her mum, Grace, because Aww. it's just, uh, and it's strong like her and it, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. Excellent. Well, there we have it. That's what's coming up on sapeople.com. Don't forget, you can send your good news stories through to Jenny and she will, if she likes the story, of course, get hold of you or post your pictures or any of those wonderful things on the Facebook page as well. So, Jane, we will catch up with you again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.